1: Hello.
2: Man, has it been a long week. I don't know about you. I hope you had a week that was not or did not feel as long as I felt this one was. (sighs) Let's just breathe a second and let the oxygen take over your brain. Those of you that follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA know that yesterday I thought I would do a quick stop at the DMV. First mistake is never think you're going to do a quick stop at the DMV. You never think that at all. I get there, and there's, as I turn the corner to walk into the office, there's people standing in the hallways. And as I, t- I look, oh, this is what I wanted to see. Good. And I, you know, I mean, I had the line laughing anyway. So I walk in, I grab number 82. I look down, number 82. No problem. 82. I see the people in line. Okay. I look up at the screen. Twenty nine. Oh, oh. Now, I will say that they moved along pretty good. You know, we got uh, wasn't wasn't a lifetime in the DMV. However, I discovered a way for you to kind of beat the system at the DMV. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this to you, and you can use it like I did and get out of there even faster, okay? So you go in there, and you grab your number, which, I, obviously, I had number 82, and I looked up, and, you know, 29. On the, oh, I mean, it's just like a stab in the heart. You're like 82, and you're hoping for, you know, 80. Even 75 would have been okay. 29. Oh. So... People are standing up in the hallways, and I don't want to go stand in the hallway. So I just wait a little bit, and somebody got called and went up, so I, I sat down. Now, I witnessed this a couple of times before I implemented my plan. They, The girls working, the ladies working, the females, at least I guess they were females. They were dressed like what I would consider to be a female behind the counter. There were three of them. Look up at the screen behind them. And they see the number that's lit up. And so they call the next one, 30. And they wait for someone to come up to the window. If no one comes in a, you know, a fashionable amount of time, they go 30. They call it twice. If no one comes up at a reasonable time, they move to the next number, 31. And everybody just sits there with knowing that their number is whatever number they picked, right? They're waiting for their number to be called. We're like sheep. It's sad. So I watch that and I'm thinking, well, I'm I I could I could be thirty. Right? And then so I thought, all right, I'm gonna watch it again. They do it again. They call the next number. And sooner or later, you know, they get to a number that nobody the no person isn't there. So they do it again. They wait a reasonable amount of time, they call it again, you know, forty. Forty. 41. Okay. So, I'm thinking, well, why am I, why I can be that number? All I have to do is tell them I'm that number. So, I watch what they do. Now, some people go up with their number in their hand, and they hand it to the lady. And she throws it in the trash. They don't even look at it. Other people go up. They don't even, they're not looking for numbers. They don't care. So, she gets to 60. Sixty, and nobody stands up, and I'm thinking I'm doing this. I don't care. What's the worst gonna happen? I mean, seriously, if they kick me out. I gotta come back Monday. That's what I have a wife for. So sixty, and I figure what what you do, and it worked. You wait until they're just about ready to call the the next number. So you know nobody's there. You know that you're not taking, someone else isn't going to stand up and say, that's my number. I've got the tag right here. Because if that happens, then you know, then you got a fight started. If that happens, then you need to go, oh, 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 that's right, you do. I, okay, I'm sorry, I was just, I just spaced out. I'm sorry, go ahead. And you sit back down. Right? I mean, what are they going to do? So just as they're getting ready to call the number, you know, they call the number, 40- they wait for somebody to get up, nobody gets up. 40. They wait for a little while, nobody gets up. Now just about as she's ready to call 41, I say, I stand up and I went, oh 40. Like I'm in I've been in a zone. I didn't even realize that she was calling 40. And I walk up to the window. Everybody goes, Oh, I just walk up to the window. I I have my I have my eighty two in my pocket. Take care of my business. I'm out of there. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay? So, when you use this and you get busted and they throw you in jail for cheating at the DMV, you didn't hear this from me. But I'm telling you, it works. So, just remember, you got to let them, you got to let it go through a couple of times cuz you know you can't just walk in and walk walk up. You got to, you know, sit in the crowd a little bit and you know, try to be you know just part of the crowd for a little while, but when they've got that, I mean, I was eighty two, and they're at twenty nine when I walk in. I I can't, I can't. And what's the worst? Other than when you walk out and you look at the guy that walked in right with just before you, and you look at him and go, "See you later." <laughs> I mean, what's gonna happen? One guy, maybe a guy comes up and says, "He's not. He isn't 40. He came in with me, and I've got eighty one. Really? What? are Ah, oh, what? I don't have forty. Oh man, I don't. I have eighty two. I'm sorry. And you sit back down. I'm sorry. Right? I don't know what I'm doing. But they don't check. So I'm telling you, you get your number, and you got to you got to do it just before they're ready to call the next number, so you know no one is there with that number. You let them call it once. You look around. And you just kind of sit there. Wait to see if somebody, you know, if you feel somebody coming up to the window. No. Call it again. You're just kind of sitting there. Remember, you're part of the crowd. Orty. She looks back and she's ready to click it to 41 on that screen. And that's when you stand up. Just before she yells 41. Stand up. Oh, 40. Oh. You've been in that trance. Up to the window you go. You don't even, in fact... I believe that you could crinkle up the number and hand it to her because she would just throw it away, wouldn't even look at it. But that's pushing your luck a little because she might go, hey, <laughs> this isn't 40. Sit your big butt back down. So you don't even attempt that. I mean, you might attempt it if you want to have some fun and you've got time to kill. Who doesn't have eight hours to kill at the DMV? So you just keep the number. You don't even give it to them. You just go up and you start getting your paperwork out on the counter. Get it done. Like you were 40, that's your number, move on. You're welcome. Now, and you just gotta I'm telling you, it works. I was amazed. I watched it happen more that whole scene of calling the number twice, nobody standing up, and they call the next number. And everybody, I, everybody's just sitting there, I've got fifty. So I gotta wait till they call fifty. They didn't call 50. They called 33. Nobody's 33. Hopefully 34 is going to come. I've got 50. No. No. That is like someone standing on a street corner with the don't walk sign blinking, saying, don't walk, don't walk, don't walk, and there's no traffic. Uh, No. I'm walking. I'm sorry there's no automobiles on the road. I'm going to cross. So I can't bl- I've seen it. I've witnessed it. People standing on a street corner waiting for the walk sign to go with no traffic on the roads. No. No. I refuse to be a sheep in this country. Anymore. You know, at least until I get caught.
1: Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the broadcast. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You of course can follow me on Twitter, then I say of course, because you should be doing it anyway at Jeffy MRA. Uh, Jeff Fisher Radio for Facebook and at Jeffy MRA for Instagram. So, did you celebrate yesterday? Did you celebrate National Cran Day? Did, what? You didn't? Crayola had a big announcement yesterday on National Cran Day. I wonder who was responsible for creating National Cran Day. I wonder who was responsible for creating National Cran Day. Anyway, Crayola. Uh, kicking uh kicking a color out to the curb very sad very sad news on national Cran Day uh the dandelion cran kicked to the curb now they're trying they threw him a bone they threw him an extra color uh, uh, an extra crayon bone by saying oh well we're not kicking him to the curb right just yet he's gonna retire um we're gonna send him on a you know a tour so you're going to get sick of the dandelion cran real soon. Every morning show in America, and the dandelion cran is here. Yeah, oh, it's been a good run. Yep, it's good, been a good run. I've been, uh, you know, I've been in the box since uh, oh, since 1990, I think something like that. Maybe not even that long. When did he? When did the stupid dandelion cran go in there? But he's going to be replaced. They said they they had this big thing. Come to Facebook Live. We're gonna have this huge announcement. They had giant crayon boxes in Times Square, and yet then they their finishing was, uh, um, you know what? Uh, we're not going to um, we're not going to tell you what color it is. We're gonna let you know that it's gonna um, it's gonna be a, a shade of blue, a shade of blue, and you get to pick it. Yay! We thought we'd give you a chance to pick a hue yourself and nominate it for the new blue just choose from the palette below and hit the submit button we'll aggregate all the votes and come up with the most popular choices so you think cool we get to pick it how cool is that uh-uh. no This vote is not binding. Crayola is picking its own color blue and re- will reveal more details in May. Also, since the blues on your screen can produce are not exactly the same as those that can be infused in wax, there isn't a perfect correspondence between what you see on your phone or computer and what your toddler is using to deface the dining room walls. Uh, you don't get to pick. Go ahead and pick, but you don't get to pick. That's nice of them. We're gonna, we are going to do what we want, but we want you to vote. I want to show you this is the the most picked color right here. But we like this color better. Now, when you think of it, I, I know uh, a guy I used to work with a uh, hundred years ago. Uh, uh, no, I guess maybe 50 years ago. Uh, he used to think of your little sad things you do in life to make you happy for just a moment. He used to keep a box of crayons in his drawer in his, you know, in his dressing room drawer, so that every once in a while, or every day, or whatever the hell he felt like it, he could bring out the Crayola box and sniff the crayons because he liked the smell of the crayons. I know, I know, I know, I know. I could think of a lot better things to sniff, but anyway, hey, it isn't the first time Crayola's retired colors. Now they've got to be. You think about it. I mean, Crayola's got to be struggling a little bit, right? I mean, I don't know. They've, they're in every classroom, I guess, in America. Every kid wants to color with the crayons, and we've got 18 billion crayons laying around the house. Did you know that when they break, you can't use them anymore? <laughs> I know. You think, well, no, you can, Jeff. You can. They give you a little sharpener on the box, and you can peel the paper and still use them. Nope. Nope, you've got to buy brand-new crayons. Uh, that's a fact. That's how you end up with 18 billion crayons in your house. Because as soon as it breaks, we can't throw it away, but we can't use it anymore. We need new crayons. That's a Crayola law. So apparently in 1990, they retired eight colors. Maize, lemon yellow, blue, gray, raw umber, green blue, orange red, orange yellow, and violet blue. Now they replaced them with vivid tangerine. Oh, and dandelion. So dandelion's been around since 1990. Eh, he's had a pretty good run. It's time to retire. Jungle green, cerulean, fuchsia, teal blue, royal blue, and wild strawberry. Those colors better sweat a little bit. We've kicked dandelion to the curb. Those guys are on their way out. In 2003, the Crayola's Centennial Celebration, the company retired blizzard blue, magic mint, mulberry, and Teal blue, oh yeah, teal got the boot first before tangerine. Oh, I'm so sorry, teal. Burnt sienna. I remember this stupid story. Burnt sienna was saved from retirement. That's when I found out in 2003. So that's when I was that's when I found out that the guy I worked with kept the box of crayons in his drawer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're doing a stupid radio show. The colors in in 2003 were replaced with inchworm. Mango Tango, Wild Blue Yonder, and Jazzberry Jam. So I hope you celebrated. I know that uh, just don't break the law. Don't break the Crayola law. Okay, you cannot, the only time that you're allowed to use a broken crayon is when it's the only color that you need at the time, and there isn't a fresh box of crayons right there. It's the only time. After that, once they break, You can't use them. You can't throw them away. You have to buy new crayons. It's the law. I know. I know. I'm with you. We got the big final four tonight: South Carolina, Gonzaga, Oregon, North Carolina. You ready for it? I mean, it's it's exciting news. Exciting news. We had the female basketball NCAA. Final Four are going on. Oh, my God, here in Dallas, we've made $18 billion. Money is falling from the sky because of the female NCAA championships. But if we pass a bathroom bill, that money will stop. It wasn't too long ago we were told that North Carolina was not feeling the effects of their bathroom bill and that they were going to stand strong And that's the way it is. And then we find out yesterday,
1: uh
2: -uh. Uh, no, actually the day before yesterday, North Carolina flip-flopped on their bill because they had to do it by Thursday. It was like their year anniversary or something. And so they flopped and flipped. And that's so good. The NCAA is so happy. And if it happens here in Texas, they'll have to pull their events and money will no longer rain from the sky. If Texas, and I'm very sad that North Carolina caved because I was happy they weren't caving. They were standing strong. Damn it, they were standing strong. And yet, minority wins again. Take it. So, of course, their comments here in Dallas with the female Final Four. The only reason you even know there was a team Of girls playing is because there was a team that had lost in, you know, 111 games or whatever. They lost here in Dallas last night. It was very sad. They couldn't pull off 112. So now the big thing, now they're going to have to get a whole new ad campaign for the the championship because it isn't UConn going for their 18,000th win in a row. They can't lose. They don't lose. Uh -uh. Now it's, you know, a couple of teams nobody cares about. But money is raining from the sky. But if we tell people that they have to use the bathroom of the body part that's on them, money will no longer rain from the sky from the NCAA. I'm going to tell you something. Texas better hold strong. And tell the NCAA to get bent. Get bent. We'll find. We'll find another way to make some money. Okay.
1: Oh, I know all those other universities. Yeah, they'll Jeff still stay Fisher here. Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network.
0: One has taken the blood-thinning drugs Xarelto or Prodexa and suffered an injury or even died you could be entitled to substantial financial compensation
1: the Jeff Fisher
2: show is on welcome to the broadcast. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Thank you so much for uh, coming along for the ride today. I know it's April Fool's Day. And so everybody's going to be trying to, uh, you know, pull their little April Fool's jokes on everybody. Ha, <laughs> ha, Hey, Mom, I'm pregnant. ha, <laughs> ha, Oh, wait, you didn't say April Fool's. Why? So, yeah, I just don't know what. I was thinking that maybe I should, you know, we should do some kind of April Fool's joke. And then I thought, you know what? You guys are too smart for that. You're right. I couldn't think of anything funny. Uh, you guys are too smart for that. And, uh, you know, we used to pull some. There's some. You Just be ready for it today. Okay? Just be ready. You're out and about. People are going to be, you know, trying to yank your chain for April Fools. And uh, just, you know, be re- be ready for it. Okay? Because gonna, someone's going to catch you. Someone's going to catch you. Hey, your zipper's open. April Fools! <laughs> so when you when that happens, just chuckle and walk. When you go to pull that on someone today, you know, just chuckle and keep walking. Gotcha, and keep walking. <laughs> now I want to do that today. I promise. I think I will do that today, out somewhere. Hey, your zipper's open. April Fools! <laughs> gotcha. Oh, that'll be funny. Oh, man. Funny? (laughs) so bad. So bad. So I've had a question um, in my head all week. So an 18-year-old high school student faces charges after the deputies uncovered her plot to carry out a shooting at the school. Now, she's going to be charged with both the possession of explosive materials with the intent to create a destructive device, as well as possession of an incendiary material with the intent to create a destructive device. Of course, they sent her to a mental institution for evaluation. Now, she was the only person believed to be involved in the Plot, and no one else is going to be charged, uh, according to this story. And um, you know, it looks as though she was acting alone. What well, tears me? I'm, I'm a, a couple of things. One, if she was going to do something bad, I guess it's good we got it now. I mean, and not, you know, obviously I don't want her to kill a bunch of students, co students, and kill herself in the school or teachers and anyone else. I don't want anyone else to die. I mean, that's just that's just dumb. But there were no weapons or explosives recovered at the school. Now, her journal is what they are using uh, as huge evidence because it hinted at violence. Um, it saw evidence of mental health issues, a number of emotional issues. I mean, she's an 18-year-old girl in high school, right? And it, but in the journal and in her diary, it talks about, uh, you know, she found a means to purchase materials. It was to create, basically, to be a mass shooting type event. That, but there were no specific names or charges. It contained detailed analysis of every stage of her plan that she expected to encounter, including information she gathered from speaking with the school resource officer. Uh, she had the means and material and the sheriff, it was very clear to us that she had means and material to cause significant damage to herself, to the student body, faculty. We felt it was going to be carried out. There was no doubt in our minds that we averted a disaster up there. Talking about the high school. And she was also enrolled in law enforcement and a criminal justice program at the schools, districts, career, and technology center. Now, twofold on this. What if tomorrow she wrote in her diary, man, I've got all this stuff together, and I've decided that this would be wrong. I wanted to show how easy it was for someone to attain all this merchandise and this whole thing. I just wanted to prove how easy it was to get all this stuff, but... It's not real, and I'm going to use this in a book, or I'm going to use this, I want to make a short film for the film club, or I want to have a presentation at the, the police, uh, at the criminal justice program. Now what? So we've stopped her early, which... Again, you know, I got it. I know that we don't want any bad, anything bad to happen, and we're not. You know, what are we? What are we supposed to do, Jeff? Wait till she's actually shooting people. Well, maybe. I I don't know. Am I happy that no one's hurt? Yes, but she'll. You know, no, she's in a mental. They'll give her a mental evaluation, and then she'll go to prison, and go to jail. You know, she will, or they'll just say she's cuckoo and lock her up for 20 years, and then she'll get out. Oh, yeah, she was the one that will just have the stuff in her diary and had collected all this stuff but really didn't do anything. Yeah, that's her. So I'm kind of torn at that, but, I, you know, I'll let I'll let that go if it's all for our safety and, you know, I got it, terrorism, the whole thing. Okay. I'll let the pre-crime arrest Although, you know, they'll say, well, it's not a crime. It's not pre-crime. She had possession of explosive materials. We believe she had the intent to create a destructive device as well as uh, incendiary material with, uh, we believe that she had the intent to create a destructive device. So there's a crime there. Okay. You got me. Second thing I'm torn out of this story. How hard is it to be the parent of this girl? The reason that they arrested this girl, got her diary, found all this material, was because of the parent's. Okay. One of her parents notified school officials to the threat of the school. They came forward. They did the right thing, said the sheriff's department. And she was removed from class on Thursday after the... Now they're trying to keep... One of the parents stepped forward later in the story. Her dad called school. Oh, okay. I wonder what parent it was. Okay, thank you. So, how hard is it for the dad to realize that your child is doing this? Right now, you think, obviously, when you look, we all know there's some kind of problem there. Is it problem enough to get her arrested? I mean, if it were my kid, would you turn her in like that? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know the answer. You know that you could get her help mentally if you thought she needed it on your own. No no horrific crime has been committed yet. So I don't know that you could turn your kid in like that. I mean, I would love to. We, we should talk to the dad. And he's not speaking, of course. I'd like to know how how, the, how that transpired in his, in his mind. Now, it said here that she wasn't, you know, the act was supposed to happen April 5th. In her head, or in her diary, and all the plans, she had it planned out for April 5th. So, I don't know if the dad knew that then. When he turned her in, he may not have gotten that far in the diary. But so, as a parent, if you got that far, you knew you had, you know, she wasn't going to do anything horrific until the fifth. At least that was her original plan. So, you don't talk to her first, you don't confront her first. It'd be very hard. It'd be very hard to just call the police on your child. Now, maybe we find out that she's been, you know, a problem child for a number of years. We all know that parents know their children and know that what they're capable of and or at least most of them think they do. And if your child is needing help of some kind, most parents know. That kid's been that way ever since he was two. That kid's been a jerk since he was four years old. I hated that kid. Maybe, you know, maybe she was one of those. We've all had the families of Banshees running around. You know your kids. So maybe she was one of those. And maybe, you know, the dad's like, this is it. But I am really struggling. I'd be I'd be really hard for me to turn in my child at this point. She had all this stuff. They found the stuff, they found the diary, and the dad didn't confront her first. He called the authorities. And then they came and arrested her. And Flip it around. What if, you know, so he doesn't call and she does something that day? Let's say, you know, nothing. I know the diary said April 5th, but she's got all this stuff, and maybe she had, you know, we're going to do a test run today that he didn't see in the diary. So he doesn't call the authorities. Something happens. They come to search the residence and they find all this stuff. Hi, the Stuff's right down there. Uh, I looked at it earlier today. I was going to talk to her later about it. Does he? I mean, he gets in trouble for that, probably. You didn't call authorities right away when you saw this. Nah, it's my daughter's stuff. I was going to call. I was going to talk to her about it. So he probably gets arrested then, dragged out of there for not calling the authorities immediately. But by calling the authorities immediately, that had, I mean. Gotta tear your heart out. Gotta tear your heart out. And it's good, you know, we stopped. For our safety, for our safety, we stopped a possible future crime. So it's all good. It's all good.
1: This is The Jeff Fisher Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show.
2: All right. Welcome to it. So, I guess this happened on Thursday. Is that right? The Thursday, right? Thir- Thursday, the fire the, in Atlanta that brought down the interstate? So, I was thinking it was last night, but yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Atlanta firefighters first get the call. Thursday night. Okay. 30 to 40, 40 foot high, uh, height of wall of fire, 350 feet is the length of sections of I-85 that need to be replaced in each direction. 50% of traffic increase on I-285 bypass, day of collapse. My God, they might as well just shut down Atlanta. 220,000-plus estimated number of cars that drive through that stretch of I-85 daily. Not anymore. Okay, so, first they they're not going to stop. It's going to slow down the traffic around Atlanta a little bit. Perhaps. Uh, perhaps some of the busier intersections, they could put a, I don't know, a police officer on the corner and he could direct traffic to keep the flow going so they wouldn't have to worry about sitting through a regular light that doesn't intend on having 18 million cars. That's just a thought. You know, that takes me on a, I will do the fire story, but I, it really pisses me off about, this is, happens a lot in this neck of the woods uh, here in Texas. Uh, they have construction, so they shut down the roads. We just shut them down. I would just shut them down? We know that 18 million cars drive this road every day. We're going to shut them down. And we're going to detour them over there. You know, through the neighborhoods that have a red light that goes green, red, green, red, green, red. Because usually there's only a few cars that drive through there. But today we've shut down the interstate. So we're directing of 18 million cars through this neighborhood. You think, you would think, hey? Worst case scenario, you get a police officer out there directing traffic so that it flows. So maybe a few more cars could go through the intersection than normal. Or maybe we think ahead, the Department of Transportation. Oh, on this day, we're shutting down the interstate. You know, we should probably reallocate the red lights in the neighborhoods we're detouring traffic so that they're green longer on the heavier flows. Do you think? Does that happen? No. On a side note, in Atlanta, they arrested uh, a man for intentionally setting a a fire. Now, they're calling it a huge fire. I don't think he allegedly, I don't think he set it to be a huge fire. It was a homeless guy. So I'm sure this was the fire that he set to eat his dinner or keep warm, right under the bridge. And he's in this state fenced-in area that had PVC pipes, and then it got out of hand, and he was like, holy crap. I got I gotta get out of here. I think that's a little bit bigger. I think we should talk to the construction people too. A fire brings down an interstate.
1: What kind of shady building materials have they been using? That's
2: all I'm asking.
1: This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. success begin life force reboot program now stand clear life signs stable it's alive set it loose this is the jeff fisher show on the blaze radio network um,
2: i keep banging my elbow it hurts okay I'm not supposed to bang it now. I had uh, I had some kind of growth on my elbow. I know. I know. No, I wasn't growing a free body part. Uh, no, I mean, it was just some kind of, I don't know, water buildup or gook buildup. I think it was gravy built up because he he took, I had went to the doctor yesterday and I showed him, he was, ah, does it hurt? No, not really. It's just bugging me. Oh, it weird. And uh, I don't know, let us drain it. All right, cool. So he drains it, and they they get out one. So there's more than that in there. Yeah, no kidding. So he unscrews it and he sets it out. He screws on another one, and the nurse, I'm sitting there watching this. And the other his helper throws the first one away. What are you doing? I want to take. I got pictures to take of this stuff. Don't throw this stuff away. He's 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 taking gravy out of my elbow that's built up. I don't throw it away. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And the doc is like, just don't worry about it. Don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take pictures of the gravy he's taking out of my elbow. And she's like, I, I, I'm sorry, but I, I don't think it's gravy. Yes, it is. You're a doctor's helper, okay? Shut up. So he takes another one out, whoomp, and I still don't think it's enough. But I keep, bam! I'm not supposed to, and you know, I'm really not supposed to, not supposed to bang it for a little while. So it's, it hasn't. It's been, you know, it hasn't been almost thirteen, fourteen hours, something like that. Um, it hasn't been twenty four hours, but it's been close, right? And uh, so I keep banging it, but I'll I'll tweet a picture of the. She was, There was not a chance in hell. She was throwing away the second one, man. That bad boy is probably still sitting in that room. How come you didn't throw this away? I'm not touching that thing. I really was. I was pissed. What are you doing? This is all show stuff for me. Don't be throwing that stuff away. Keep it. So I've got a picture of the of the one. Just we will multiply it by two when I tweet it out today at Jeffy MRA. But I'm gonna have to do it again too, man. So. There's still more gravy inside of me. I know that's a surprise. Plus, as I'm going through the... You know... I understand what makes money for internet, radio stations, television stations. It's commercials. I got it. People like myself are there to fill time between commercials. I got it. That's all it is. It's fill time. You fill time better than the last person. But I'm really tired of the the whole pop-up ads every time I go to a site, every time I go to this, every time I go to this, that, tell me, that. And now we're getting these. So I print out stories for the show. I want to talk to you about them. I want to have something to talk about as I fill time between commercials. But now they're covering up my actual verbiage from stories with their reminders of, I mean, it's just stamped. At least that's the way it's printed, so maybe the printer screwed up. But it's printed on top of what I want to read. And you can just, you can just make it out on top of the, because you've already viewed this article, you may view it again as many times as you would like without subtracting from your eight remaining free article views. Thank you! Because I got news for you. When I click on your website and it says, you have to be charged now, I'll find another website. There's very few of these sites that I'm going to pay for, and those don't have a lot of words. Just saying. I know you got to make money, I got it, but it's the internet and everything should be free. That's the way it's supposed to be, right? Right? So what are you going to do for a living? What are you going to do? You're just going to muddle through until they finally say you can't do what you're doing anymore and, uh, man, here's your uh, here's your monthly stipend from the government. Shut up. Good luck, God bless. You can go barter some stuff or you can go try to find another job somewhere or you can just take this check from the government and live each month on that in your little small apartment and not see anyone or talk to anyone. Stuff can be delivered right to your house. And you can just stay in there forever. Man, that sounds good. I'm saying it out loud, it sounds awful good. (laughs) Food. More food. (laughs) We know you we know you ordered food, but you're broke now, so you have to wait till the end of the month. Oh. You gotta starve for a week or two or three. So, they, first, some people are telling us to be scared for robots. Other people are telling us not to be scared for robots. They're going to take your jobs. They're not going to take all your jobs. There's gonna, Now, many jobs are going to go away. You know that. You know that. They are. Whether you're prepared for it or not, they are. Now, there will be new jobs, uh, you know, created. We will adapt to a new world. But it will take some time for that adaption to happen, Right. But we've had big stories from people like Elon Musk and, uh, and some of the other big uh, you know, tech whiz world giants that are saying, "Beware, beware. We're going to stop the AI apocalypse. We can't do it anymore. I'm going to invest. I'm, making, I'm investing billions into companies that are going to stop AI. And AI is bad. And then we have guys like, uh, you know, Jeff Imelt, Jeffrey Imel from GE. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You're fine. Robots aren't going to take our jobs. Just keep building the robots for our company to make billions of dollars. I'll just keep telling them that they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Robots aren't going to take your jobs. You'll be fine. Keep building the robots. Keep building, keep building. We'll have, a, we'll have a market on these GE robots. GE, we bring good things to life. Sound familiar? So just be prepared for changing times. And it's going to change quickly. And obviously the main concern, you know, is that at what point does the do the robots decide that, You know, humans are really dumb, and we are a lot smarter than them, and we're taking over. When does that happen? I mean, there was a documentary a few years ago that uh, had that happen, and it's not the robots, actually, that take over. It's It's the mainframe brain of the computer that decides that humans are dumb. I know what's better for them. I'm going to... Take the robots and herd the people up and make them smarter. And I'm so much smarter than you. You aren't going to be able to shut the robots off. And there are no more rules except for the rules that I have created because I am the giant brain. And that documentary didn't turn well, turn, turn out well for humans until they finally destroyed the main brain, the heart of the computer trying to think what the title of that documentary was. It was uh, I, I, I robot. So if you get a chance to, you know, see that documentary, give it a look. It's a little frightening. But, you know, over the next few years, there are going to be some really, well, I, I call them cool things. Other people would say, those are really, uh, they're not really cool, Jeff. Uh, those are kind of uh, what we're talking about here. Things are going to get pretty scary. But they're going to be body modifications, and no, I'm don't look at me like that, you know, I'm not talking about those kind of body modifications, although um, we could talk about those, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is, of course, number one on the list, they've got a list here of ten modifications that are going to be happening in I think uh what do they say, uh, in the next decade? And I would say that this is most of this is going to happen within 10 years. I think in a decade, you're, this stuff is going to be, eh, that's old school. Don't worry about it. The RFID chips, everybody wants a chip, I'm about there. Just, just put it in. Get over with. Put it in. Big ad today on local radio. Uh, was going on today and uh, yesterday about a new technology for their a- for your animals that are just it's just wonderful. It's a new tagging system for your animals, and it's going to create a web page that you're the only one that is responsible for. So that when little fuzzy gets taken or misplaced, you can go they can go online and find little fuzzy. They've got a new tag, and, and you can they'll scan it. And they can contact you. It'll just take them to the web page. Or you can get the special upgrade. It's got the GPS markings. And, of course, it's, you know, your choice. Uh-huh. It will when it, it automatically, when you scan the dog, boop, you get an email. Fuzzy has been scanned at Bill's Auto Mart in Elam, Texas. And you can go get your dog. That's what's going to happen. and They're going to be putting them in kids soon. I, I thought they'd already be doing it, to be honest with you. So maybe I'm a, maybe this is a decade off. Because it's all for your safety. All for your safety. Put the chip in. Boop. And little Billy runs down the street and loses his way back home. All they have to do is scan him with a police officers. Boop. Billy. You belong down here at this address. Come on. There's a webpage of your family and all their information and their medical history and everything right there. Come on, Billy. Let's go. If I have to scan your kid one more time, you're going to be fined and then you'll be arrested. Coming soon to a neighborhood near you. The exoskeletons... These are kind of cool, and and we, I mean, obviously, I know that we have some of these still in the works right now, where it's a you know the robotic exoskeleton suit that makes you stronger, pick up heavier things, move quicker, and they're used. Really, they're more for the military than anything. Which, I mean, if we're, uh, it's kind of cool, and it'd be cool to have as a you know, uh, as a military guy. But why not just send in the robots? Robot wars coming soon to a theater near you but the exoskeletons you know for are great technology for people who have been injured who uh, have you know partial body control of certain parts of their i mean body they put the exoskeleton on and you're walking or you're using your arm i mean it's kind of cool uh, real time language Translation. You know we need is just a regular, just one world language, right? Right. Who's with me? This whole everybody speaking different languages stuff. Man, that's got to go. We've got to got to translate. So, that the perfect translation. You put it in, and it automatically. I mean, we pretty much have that now. It's just that they're just they'll put it in your. You'll put the earpiece in, and whatever language is spoken to you, you can have it translated to whatever language you speak, and that's what you'll hear. They're kind of fascinating. That's why I go back to. And when you get all these, when you get through all these, augmented vision, where they give you the, uh, you know, they put the uh, the bionic eye in, um, which is, you know, uh, kind of cool. I mean, do I want to get rid of my my eye? Uh, what am I using it for? I mean, if I keep one, you put a fake one in on the one side, eh. you know, it makes, me, it makes me smarter. Go ahead. Take it. But it's the contact lenses that are going to be really cool. You put those in. And you saw in um, what's this silly show they were using it in, con, not contact. It wasn't the television show that they used it in. was What's-Her-Face. Oh, you know what show I'm talking about. Don't look at me like that, you know. It starts with a C. TV show, The Future. She comes back to our time from the future. TV show comes back from future. I want to say contact. It's not contact. It's... Uh... Continuum. Ah. See, if I had this in my eye, man, I could just have it right there. I wouldn't even have to type. It'd be right there. But she uses this in continuum. And I love and, and in that show, I mean, she has a chip. She uploads and downloads information out of that chip from the mainframe. She gets real time information in her uh, a contact lens. And I know that we've talked a little bit about it on this show before where they're having difficulty. Uh, go doing that, and then having humans still being able to see real time. Uh, you know, they've got to be able to translate what's being like with with the glasses and the contact lenses. They've got to be able to. You got to be able to print out real time information on them, but you still have to be able to see the real time information. Actually, comprehend what that information is. And continue to look and get real-time information that you're seeing live in front of you. And so the, I know that that's, a, that's a, been a struggle with their with their, with their their studies. I'm sure they're closer or already have that information. Uh, 3D printed body parts, huge fan of that. Huge fan of that. I wish I could have had that with my knee replacement. I wish I could have just 3D printed my knee. But they would have 3D printed the bad knee, Jeff. That would be dumb. I know. I know. So I'd have I'd still be walking around with the new bad knee. <laughs> I'm all for it. Print me a body part, baby. In fact, you know what body part I want? I want that. Yeah, <laughs> no, stop it. No, seriously, I want that body part over there. That's the one I want on me. I don't care where you get it, how you get it 3D printed, but that's the one I want. Smarter drugs? I mean, come on. Who isn't for smarter drugs? I love the, uh, uh, the story about the smarter drugs, though. Uh, the drugs we have today are that we love, right? The, you know, alcohol, caffeine, sugar, uh, performance- enhancing drugs, anxiety and alertness, painkiller, whatever, right? But they're tailored for one size fits all. So, you know, it's different, a little bit different for everyone. And, you know, the benefits, uh, you know, are really good. And so the side effects are really bad on a lot of them. So, if you could uh, design a drug that was perfect for you. <laughs> Hello. Yes, please brain and computer interfaces. See, this is is where I'm telling what's going to happen. And I've been a big proponent of this for a long time, and it's going to happen soon. Why do you need all this stuff? You see the the stories of the space aliens, and they have one eye. One eye? That's just like us. Soon everyone's just going to wear a helmet. Poop. You put the motorcycle helmet on, the one eye, you got it all you're able to communicate with anyone you got the language translation app you got you'll be able to have printed out information on the screen just like a, just like the astronaut helmet i mean that's all you need just everybody's going to wear a helmet so it's not that the aliens have one eye it's just that they all just are wearing a motorcycle helmet
1: you're listening to the jeff fisher show the blaze radio network
2: Okay. Mike Slater it's just just said time. Re- "I don't, I don't re- rejoin lady Mike Slater just uh said words spoken by no one ever who knew we used so much lettuce? No one ever said that before ever, ever in life, plus during the break i I found out some news that I'm sure you you already knew, and you're when you when I said it, you're thinking to yourself, Jeff, don't you know but the chips that Adults are going to be having inserted soon are already in babies. They're already doing it to babies across America. They're just not telling us. And when the percentage is right and they've done enough of them, they're just going to come out and say, we've been doing it to children for years. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Then what are you going to do? <laughs>
1: What are you going to do then, huh? That's
2: what I thought.
1: This is The Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: we make the break a little bit longer? I'm not done with my Skittles yet. There was the Skittles fairy in the building that brought Skittles. I gotta stop. I'm sorry. Oh my God, I love these things. These things are like the original Skittles. Oh my gosh. They are so good. And I don't even know if if they're actually different flavors. (laughs) If the colors are different flavors or not. But you could, and you can eat these just like candy. Um, And they're good for you. They're made of sugar, corn syrup, hydrogenated palm kernel oil. Less than 2% of citric acid, tapioca dextrin. Modified cornstarch, natural and artificial flavors. Colors red 40 Lake titanium dioxide, red 40, yellow 5 lake, yellow 5, yellow 6 lake, yellow 6, blue, 2 lake, blue 1, blue 1 lake, sodium citrate, carnauba wax, gluten-free, gelatin-free. Oh, they don't even use bone dust. There's... Serving size, one package, 61.5 grams. So one package is a serving. Thank you, Skittles, for not making me feel bad about that. Serving size of one bag of Skittles. Eight servings a bag. There's only one, so that's good. 250 calories. That's not bad. That makes me feel a little better. 25 calories from fat. Ooh, so are you, Jeff, so don't get get over it, okay? Uh, total fat. 2.5 grams, saturated fat, 2.5 grams, no trans fat, that's good. No cholesterol, 20 milligrams of sodium. Just, no wonder I'm so thirsty. Total carbs is 56. You have to have carbs, you have to, that's part of life. There's no fiber? Come on, there's got to be a little, I think that's wrong. Sugars, there's only 46 grams of sugar in this bag. Come on now. How much is, How much much sugar is in my Coca-Cola Zero? Oh, yeah, zero. So I got to make up for it somewhere. Protein, there's no protein. Man, well, you could eat this with a steak, though. You'd be fine. Uh, Vitamin A, 0%. Vitamin C, 0%. Calcium, 0%. Iron, what are you showing us? 0%. So there's there's no... None of that. These things are so freaking good. Which brings me to a show that I am... S- I was, I've been forced to watch this show, My 600 Hundred Pound Life. I've been forced to watch this because my wife watches it. Now, I'm not sure if my wife watches it to say, you're on your way, Fab. <laughs> Remember this hospital in Houston because that's where you'll be soon. Or if she's watched it to say, see, you're not that bad, baby. You're not that bad baby. Is that, a, is that a fresh bowl of ice cream? You're not that bad, yet. That could be happening. So I'm hooked on this show, okay? And most of the time, they go through the same, you know, process. Struggle. While his weight, they got to get down to see Dr. Kawasaki San to Papa whatever his name is in Houston, the only guy in the world that treats fat people with government for government money. You know he makes a fortune from that. That's how he treats them all. And the TV, sh- the TV show ain't making him that much money. At least, maybe. Well, maybe it is now. But so he treats, and 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 then they struggle, and they get there, and they got to lose weight. They lose about the same, and then you know he gives them the operation, and either they take it or it sticks, and they move on. And congratulations. Well, we're you know soon, hopefully, we're going to get back to follow up my six hundred pound life. Here's Amy. She lost four hundred and twelve pounds. Then, after the television show, she gained eight hundred and twenty-two pounds. Or they stuck to it. God bless them. But there's a there were brothers episode. I haven't seen two yet. Ugh! But episode one was the Asante Brothers. Stephen and whatever the hell his brother's name is, Wimp. Stephen, this guy is a jerk. And I remember. Watching a couple of his videos on YouTube prior to the show, when he was being his usual jerk self, because that's all he does, he's like seven hundred pounds, and he is a big time asshole. I mean, bad. Even Doctor Kawazaka Standabamba from Houston kicked him out. He treated people like crap, and he played people. He played on their fears, and he he is really really bad. And he lost about hundred pounds. And then the doc kicked him out. So he moves to an apartment. He stays in Houston. His enabler father and the brother, who was on, well on his way to being 600 pounds, is, uh, went back to Rhode Island. And Stevens in an apartment in in Houston. And he, I mean, he gained, <laughs> gained it all back. All he, all he did was eat pizzas. He'd call his dad, yell at his dad, I'm hungry.
0: I need to order a pizza.
2: So his dad would call a pizza place in Texas and charge it to the Rhode Island card, and he would just slam down pizzas. <laughs> Man, do I need a father in Rhode Island with a credit card? I seriously need that bad. So we got we got that going for us here in Texas. We've got the we got the fat person, my six hundred pound life hospital with Doctor. What is, what is his name? Seriously, do you know his name, Doc? So what do I even look at you for anymore? You don't even have that. You have no continuum. Now you don't know Dr. Kawasaki be whatever his name is, in Houston. But another state that gives us a huge amount of fun with people who are not quite right is a state that I spent many years in. We know, Jeff. It's a state where there's a lot of not quite right people, and you lived in it. The state of Florida. ChuckInFlorida.com. Join us on the broadcast. Hello, Chuck.
3: Greetings, Jeffy, from the beautiful state of Florida, the home of hydrogenated palm oil. Nice. nice. You know, I was listening to the ingredients of the uh, Skittles bag, and one of my favorites there was Caranuba wax, which you know is actually car wax, right? What? I'm just saying. Oh, no, it is not. <laughs>
2: No, bring somebody bring up car wax information so I can make sure that that's not right.
3: Well, it said, I mean, it's what you read. You could have misread it. I could have misheard it. So you know, one of those two is still possible, I mean, but sugar, pretty sure there's car corn, wax in your Skittles.
2: Corn syrup, <laughs> hydrogenated palm kernel oil, citric acid, tapioca dextrin, which I love, <laughs> modified cornstarch, natural and artificial coloring. What's those? And and carna wax <laughs> is, it's a carna wax carnival wax
3: Carnuba wax yeah pretty sure that's, that's what i so said main ingredient in your a-r-a-u-b-a
2: uh, wax <laughs> There's no gelatin though. There's no bone, bone dust. No, this so is true. You,
3: you mentioned another ingredient. I forgot to write it down because that one tickled me too. I know it was something else, like uh, you know, uh, pine bark dust or something. <laughs> uh, you know, it you, was a fancy name for it. You,
2: you, you, the, the titanium dioxide? No,
3: no, no, no. So Towards you, the end of the list, I forgot what it was. It was wrote, one of my favorites. It's you know, it's a main ingredient now used in food fillers so that uh, they they make you feel more full. And I'm, I'm pretty citrate. sure it was like derivative of sawdust
2: modified corn starch, natural and artificial flavor citriacin, acid citrus citriacin, blue these are all now we're into the dyes, yeah the yellow and the reds and those are really good for you so just well you don't know start they make with,
3: green when you put them together, so that's kind of cool start with me on how good that is. <laughs>
2: Uh, tapioca dextrin. I would like to know what the tapioca dextrin is, because I like tapioca. It's a tapioca it's pudding, right? That's the same right. ingredient. Thank you. So right? That, right. I already agreed with you.
3: Yes, and sir. I'm,
2: <laughs> I'm happy that you've found a place that your equipment works today. Sounds fine, just so you know.
3: You know, I didn't want to say the typical tech support thing like it's on your side, but every time I listen to the show, I don't hear the echo. So maybe somebody could chime in when there was a bad episode. I've been going back and posting old episodes, and they all sound the same. I think there's something in your settings over there, maybe, perhaps. I don't want to, you know.
2: i tell you just, one setting we still have control over. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Click. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that,
2: that setting may be used soon.
3: Right. Yep. All right. I've got I've got good stories this week, man. There's some doozies out there. Well, at least one of them is one of my favorites. Um, we'll start with the uh, pretty pretty standard stuff here. Man arrested for a large screen TV scheme. Oh boy. Uh, in Clearwater, a man has gotten busted for trying to defraud several Pinellas County WalMarts and Target stores by doing. Uh,
2: what's he doing? Go ahead.
3: Uh, he he's buying large screen TVs from Walmart, Target, right? He takes the boxes, takes the TV out, and puts broken TVs back in the boxes and then returns them.
2: And the problem with that is? Uh,
3: apparently, the, I guess they call that fraud. You know What? Silly, silly Florida. There they go, making up words again. So you know? where's he
2: getting the TVs? He's just finding the TVs in the trash and throwing them in the box? That's a good plan. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's a <laughs> yes. good plan,
3: man. They, they don't mention exactly where he finds all the broken TVs, but he's getting them. That it, is a you good know what? He plan. might actually be getting them off of like, these social media sites because that's where he sells the good ones. And then he gets the bad ones, put them back in the box, and return them. Because you know, Walmart will take back anything if you got the box.
2: Apparently not, though, right?
3: Uh, well, if it's. See, he just got busted for fraud. <laughs> if it's still got a brick in the middle of it, I mean, maybe they, <laughs> they're not going to take an issue. that one. Yeah, it could be. Could be. That's a good plan, oh, though, man. Yeah. Uh, then another another, another great like story that. here. A man with drugs. Uh, I'm sorry, a man drugs a woman with a cookie. In Port Orange, Florida, a man of Volusia County faces charges, accused of drugging a woman <laughs> with a cookie. Uh, he's a 70 year old guy who gave an acquaintance of him
2: so still of his take a, care of a, little business.
3: a little peanut butter cookie. Here, uh, uh, would, you, would you like one of these? So, what did you do? Crush up some it, of the meds. It was laced with marijuana. Uh, uh the woman was and seeking that treatment
2: drugs stop
3: because she was feeling woozy and couldn't understand why <laughs> yeah,
2: it's called pot shut up
3: <laughs> He didn't think there was that much in there that would affect her so just, I mean in his in his defense he said it's just a little no bit No
2: kidding just hop on my ride here and let's go back to the room shut up
3: yep. It sounded like it might have been one of the retirement centers over oh, there I'm in sure Port they, Orange. You oh know? yeah, I mean
2: they, there's some serious business going on at
3: those retirement homes, man. Look, you can't you can't keep them. You off think each I'm other joking? Stick, you can't, right? but I'm telling no, I you, know.
2: <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. telling you. There's there's one place in particular that I'm well aware of that the ratio of women to men are like three and four women to each man. So oh, if yeah. you yeah, if you can hold out as a male, right? If you can hold out to seventy five.
3: Oh, you don't even have to be that old, dude,
2: uh, to go to the nursing home. You are now. I will say that there may be there may be an issue with. Whew, man, I don't really want to take care of business yeah. with that. Yeah. But <laughs> if you can get past that, woo, I don't really want to take care of business with that. You are living I'm large. I'm just
3: here for the ladies. That's you know what right. I'm saying? That's
2: yeah. right. You are That's living large. Right. Right. She doesn't really look that good, Dad. So There's
3: a whole industry around entertainment in nursing homes and retirement centers where older folks in the entertainment industry go out and they entertain these people. And boy, let me tell you, there's like a whole festival going on there. <laughs>
2: When I was in high school, I was going to tell you a story about a jazz choir story, but never mind.
3: Uh-oh. No, we don't. <laughs> you were still a minor, or someone else might have been a minor that was involved, so you don't need to go there,
2: right?
3: You know, it's not a good thing.
2: Really, Your Honor, I didn't know she was 100. Anyway.
3: <laughs> well, octogenarian? What are you talking about? I thought that was something you got in a bottle. Yeah, you know? we all
2: breathe that. What are you talking about? <laughs>
3: All right, the best story of the week by far is the Uber driver who shares her epic tale of how she picked up her boyfriend's side chick at the airport and delivered her to her boyfriend's apartment.
2: You've got to love this girl. I want her as a girlfriend.
3: Oh, my word. It, the, I, there's a warning about this, of course, language, but I'm going to tweet the link out later at uh, ChuckPalm.com. I'm sorry, the uh, Chuck Palm Twitter what are you address.
2: are talking about? This is ChuckInFlorida.com. Uh, Chuck
3: I don't have Twitter set up for that account yet. I will, I promise. I've just been very busy with other couple little shows and stuff, and it's nothing to do with you. I really apologize for that. So anyway, the, the story of the you know, week. Does the sound click mean anything? It click again. Oh, crap. Here we go. You get All three right. clicks, you're out. I'm
2: telling you. That's, the, a, that's the new ChuckInFlorida.com Chuck game show right there. Three yes. clicks, okay. you're out.
3: Three clicks in you're out. I'll I'll post that one with it so he you know the is on Two going clicks
2: forward. as he as he continues on, two clicks.
3: Will he call a friend?
2: <laughs> no, you don't get an extra, you don't get help. Go.
3: A no lifeline. No. All right. Miss IXla IX, I want to know about the Uber chick. She's your story, the link here doesn't
2: work. The heck. I want to know about the Uber chick. So she picks up this girl, just just a random girl and says, Hey, guess what? I picked you to be my boyfriend's side chick.
3: Better I mean, than I, that. Okay. Here's the story. Okay, she's she gets a call on her Uber to go pick up a, a fare at the airport, and this woman has her luggage and everything. She's flying into town. She's really excited. She's going to go meet her boyfriend. She hasn't seen him in a long time, and you know she's she's got her luggage in the back of the car now. And uh, this Miss Iexla on Twitter. Starts tweeting the whole story from beginning to end. It's really long. I'm going to try to abbreviate it as much as I can. Uh, the story goes, I drive her to this apartment and the address, and she's making the turn by turn, telling me where to go. And I start to realize, wow, this neighborhood's really familiar all of a sudden. And uh, gee, she pulls up in front of her boyfriend's apartment and realizes, oh, no, he didn't. You know, it's, it's on now. And she talks about how she gets out of the car and proceeds to whip him about the face and shoulders dramatically until the girlfriend. Oh, okay.
2: See, I misunderstood the whole story. (laughs) This story isn't fun at all.
3: (laughs) This woman realizes that her boyfriend's Uh, cheating on her. Right. With her fair. I get
1: it.
2: All right, you just want to click back because I get it now. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. See that? Well, oh, it's epic. I don't the teach you to use Uber. The story is
3: described in great detail on the web. Link. I def- a tweet. Uh,
2: yes. It, go ahead. And uh, you know, I'll, if I had an actual link that worked that you sent me, um, I would Should tweet that out myself. One? But or, oh, my gosh, that's your last click.
1: <laughs> this is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher Show. Dear
2: Barry? I'm all out of Skittles. If you could please send some more, that would be great. Thank you. Amen. So, the girl drops off her boyfriend's girlfriend at his apartment. He came out of the house ready to assist and the devil rose up out of me like you are a dead he turns. He runs. She catches him.
1: Beats the crap out of nice. him. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: I mean, I guess we could be serious. I just don't want to be serious. I don't want, I can't, I can't do it. You know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about my new version of a baby song, and I want to tell you, which is tremendous by the way, it's kind of a rockabilly jazz thing that I believe uh, we're probably going to lay down some tracks later today in the, in the recording studio, Rockabye Baby, and I'll sing it for you in a little bit. I'll give, you a, I'll give you a little sample uh, What what's coming. You can download it, uh, you know, at your convenience. And uh, then I want to talk about, uh, you know, my new clothing line, MooMoos by Jeffy. I think that if I can get a contract with My 600-Pound Life, because you watch My 600-Pound Life. They all come in with their, you know, their torn giant MooMoos and T-shirts and stuff. I say we get Doctor Kozaka Waka Mukamuka from My Six Hundred Pound Life. I got to pronounce it. How how do you say his name? Seriously, Noziridon. Doctor Noziridon. 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 Okay, so when I'm watching My Six Hundred Pound Life and Doctor Noziridon comes out, maybe he says, "You know, hey, we're going to hook you up." Uh, we're gonna get you. In. You have to get your diet right, and he bitches at him like he normally does, and tells him they got to get it right. And we're not gonna mess around. We gotta get you down. You got to lose another hundred pounds. We gotta get. To, he tries to get him on track before he gives him surgery. He gets him on track, and then he says, uh, after you lose the first seventy-five pounds, then not only are you going to get, uh, we'll talk about stomach staple surgery. But we're also going to uh, hook you up with a free package of designer Moomoo's from Jeffy Signature Series from Maya, and uh, and you say, well, thank you, Doctor
1: No Aridon,
2: and we, you know, we get the get the little the banner on six hundred pound life because I am telling you, I wish I had. I was supposed to take a couple of pictures. My daughter has already designed some a couple of the mumus. I had her drawing the other night. And I said, I would need you to draw some Moomoo's, and I want some with, you know, no side stripes. <laughs> side stripes are bad, even on Moomoo's. Now, that might be part of a another, you know, special series, designer series from Maya, where you get the, you know, maybe some angle stripes or something. But the regular, the first round of Moomoo's are just, you know, basic designs. She's drawn a couple for me. And I was going to take a couple pictures and, and tweet them out because I want this to happen so bad I can't tell you. Can I tell you how I want Moo Moos by Jeff? Uh, I can't. I can't. I mean, I'm the ads are already, already tremendous in my head. That's where they're probably going to stay too, Jeff. But I already, I mean, come on. Come on now. Tired of feeling uncomfortable in what looks like a shower curtain. Moo Moos by Jeffy. Signature series from Maya. Huh? Come on now. That's world class. World class. Now, my daughter, who you'd think would be more respectful, (laughs) right? She, I ask her, hey, I want you to draw me. I sit down and talk to her. She's in the bedroom, sitting in the chair in the corner, and she's drawing. And I said, oh, yeah, 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 listen, what I want you to do, when you're finished drawing whatever you're drawing, because she gets inspired, so she's, I don't want to screw her up with what she's drawing at the time. And when you're done doing that, then let's talk about. I want you to, you know, I want you to just design me some, some moo because she already designs dresses and clothes, and she loves, you know, Project Dingleberry and all the rest of Project Dingleberry's up and down the aisle. And I know it's runway. Don't look at me like that. And, uh, and she says, okay. So she finishes drawing. She comes and she brings her pad over and she starts. And I, I said, well, I want the MooMoos. And they're kind of like, you know, the old people 90s, only they're going to be bigger. So I want your, you know, I want your whole thought on that. So she draws me a couple and they're pretty good. I had, I want her, I talk, we talked about a couple of changes on what I want on the sleeves and stuff. Yes, I'm taking it like seriously. And uh, she said, and I said, you know, this is the first round. And then I said, maybe she goes, well, I, do I have to sign them? Gonna sign them. You Just, you just, you just draw them and shut up. That's what you're gonna do. And so I, I convinced her. I said, "Look, this is what we're gonna do. All right, you're gonna draw me in the first round, and then we'll have you know like Mumu's by Jeffy signature series from Maya." Oh, okay. She was, she was all for that. And she went over and she sat back down and she went, "So how much am I getting paid?" What? And I said, uh, "So you comfortable sitting in that chair over there in the corner?" Yeah, that's okay. You like the roof over your head? You like the dinner you ate? Yeah, you've been paid. That's not what it's going to cost to get this done, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see how much she uh, feels about that when I kick her out. I'll tell you that. Hit the hit the curb. Okay, Dad, I'll draw for free. Okay, that's what's going to happen. I'll tell you that. I'm putting up this crap. So the is by Jeffy, I, I want. Desperately, the signature series by Maya, from Maya will come, uh, you know, come. But uh, we definitely are going to have muumuus. I, I mean, I I want. Are you wearing? Is that a Jeffy? Yes, it is. Oh, it feels so good to get home and get into my slip into my Jeffy. Come on. You know. Oh, oh, serious. I'm so serious you have no idea. And I know there's serious stuff to talk about. I know. I'm just so sick of it. I'm so sick of hearing about the stupid immigration laws. I'm sick of hearing about cities fighting the United States government federal laws about we're a sanctuary city. And we're going to dare you to take our money. And we're going we're gonna, to anybody that wants to come into this country can come into this country and stay in this city. And we don't care. Don't care. They aren't lawbreakers. Actually, they are. Yeah, they didn't break any laws. Actually, they did. Yeah, they did. Funny little thing, that whole immigration thing. But as soon as you're here as an undocumented immigrant, that means you broke the law. Because you can call it whatever the hell you want to call it, it's still illegal immigration. There are legal immigration and illegal immigration. They're not the same thing. You've done a good job putting them together and making it all one big happy little family. But I'm tired of it. I'm tired of schools saying, you know, we've got students that are worried about ICE raiding the school. They should be. They're worried about breaking up the family. We're not breaking up your family. Go with them. Nobody in fact, you know what? I would be willing to bet, and I don't know this to be true, but I bet it is, if you said, "Hey, you're sending back my son, don't break up my family, I want to go with him. We'd probably foot the bill for you to go with them. That's the kind of nice country we are. Maybe. I don't know that that to be true, but I'm willing to say it's true. It's agonizing. And it, we have people, in fact, this city, Dallas, um, Dallas, Texas, being a sanctuary city, I don't know how many sanctuary cities there are now across the country, doesn't matter, there should be zero, and they're all getting, they're all, you know, got their, got their backs up against the wall, and they think that this, it's just going to be easier to fight back. It's going to be a losing battle this time. They think they should smarten up just a tad and say, uh, okay. And I say that, that it's going to be a losing battle this time, and then I think about North Carolina, backing down on the bathroom bill after a year of fighting. Now that's the whole thing, right? The the people fighting this kind of thing seem like they will never stop. So you've got to be willing to take the hits for a while. And a while might be a long time. But then we had uh, a sheriff from Massachusetts, Right, from Massachusetts? Yeah. Who uh, testified in front of Congress. And his comments were taken to heart by many people, but they sure got their feathers
1: all up. These officials pledge not to work with, cooperate, or even communicate with federal immigration enforcement. As a result, these safe zones have become magnets for illegal aliens, some of which have violent criminal records. At best... Sanctuary cities are a direct violation of the of trust between the legal residents and the elected officials who took an oath to protect them at all costs. At the worst, it's careless, illegal, and extremely dangerous. If these sanctuary cities are going to harbor and conceal criminally illegal aliens from ICE, which is in direct violation of Title 8 of the U.S. Code, federal arrest warrants should be issued for their elected officials.
2: Boom. Bristol County Sheriff Thomas Hogson, I'm telling you, throw him on jail. That shut him up sooner or later. And, you know, that's what the, come and get I'm right here. We should. We should. And Sean Spicer, Dingleberry as he is, uh, White House Press Secretary, His comment, you can't be a sanctuary city and at the same time seem to pretend or express concern about law enforcement. Yeah. I mean, that's, it might be a tough pill to swallow, Dallas and the rest of you, but I have a feeling that swallow it,
1: you will. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. i freaking joking either.
2: All right, so you can go back and listen to the first hour of the broadcast. I don't want to say it now again out loud because I think I've already spoiled it, but I did find a way around waiting a long time at the DMV, and you could use it maybe some other places as well that do the same kind of system that they do. Where they give you, you know, you pick a little number, poop, and uh, and they call out the number for help, and it works in the bigger places. Like if you're at the meat, you know, when you're at the counter at the grocery store or whatever, you take your little tag for whoever's getting service on busy days. Kind of tough because it's a smaller venue, so it's you know they can kind of see who's there and who isn't. But it's a so it's a working plan. It's a working plan, and if I know if I say it again out loud, they'll they'll probably fix it. So I may have spoiled it for you. You may be the person that calls me next week saying, uh, "Yeah, I was arrested at the DMV. Uh, apparently, there's some <laughs> there's some law about misrepresenting numbers." Oh, sorry, man. Where'd you hear something stupid like that? But there can't be a law about. I mean, can there? There can't there can't be a law about misrepresenting numbers at the DMV, right? There can't be. Right? Uh-huh. Oh, page eight hundred and fifty two of the Terrorism Act. No rep- no misrepresentation of numbers. It's thought to be a terrorist act on the country. you you go to Gitmo. Oh. Man sucks to be you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to the uh, museum. Uh this beautiful 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 work of art. <sighs> I'm looking at it and I'm coming to tears right now. It's it's the rainbow flag and it is it is now at the Museum of Modern Art, MoMA. It's officially added the rainbow flag to its design collection. I'm starting to well up a little. I'm so, so touched, so moved. Listen, um, when we launched Art Outward, which is you know. My colleagues and I quickly realized that art would be a problem of course I mean why wouldn't you think art would be a problem art whenever you see art you immediately think oh my god they hate LGBTQIA people many of our posts are on the general themes or issues within the LGBTQ and they don't even have IA in the story man I'm starting to get a little pissed with the IA people Posts to say specific people uh, finding illustrations or themes can be hard Can it? (sighs) An easy solution, of course, was the rainbow symbol, specifically in its manifestation as a flag. and We used it for a time, but soon our article feed was filled with rainbow flags and we were forced to make the tough decision to ban them. But the most desperate, particularly germane cases were still going to be okay, but overall we banned the flag, did you? So, you oh, 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 you banned something? Outward? Oh, that's right. It's okay for you to ban. That's right. Anyway, congratulations. The rainbow flag, uh, now part of the Museum of Modern Art in New York. Actually, it's a pretty cool place. I've been there a couple times. It's kind of cool. It's got some really cool interactive things. And, uh, you know, you go there and it kind of, you know, People send their company there because they want people to think out of the box. So go to the museum. Modern art. You can see about thinking out of the box. Because some of what they have really isn't art. It's just someone saying, oh, isn't that art? No. No, no, no. A light bulb hanging down from a ceiling tile. That's no, not art. It is to somebody, Jeff. Okay. Whatever. Um, but now I'm 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 really pissed about the this the, all the story LGBTQ. I mean, it's the LGBTQIA, right? I mean, that's that's the 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 group now. I mean, it's the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual. I mean, you leave out the IA, all you get is lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. That's it's completely wrong. If I'm intersex or asexual, I am pissed right now, okay? I mean, I would not stand for that at all, okay? Don't do it. Don't stand for it. All right. Coming up in the last half hour of the Jeff Fisher Radio program, thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. You can, of course, uh, you can of course dial in if you'd like to participate by dialing 1 900 3393. You don't have to, though. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. Uh Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, Instagram at Jeff Those of you that need uh, need to be shot. With the EpiPen once in a while. Oh, no, I've been stung by a bee, EpiPen. Uh, You may want to listen to this. Generic drug maker, Mylan, said on Friday that his manufacturing partner for EpiPen devices had expanded the life-saving allergy shot into the United States and other markets. Ah, there's a new recall. It's already recalled 81,000 EpiPens. And now we're coming for a one near you. So be careful and make sure you've got an EpiPen that works today. Oh, wow, that's helping people live. What the hell am I talking about? Seriously. Well, I care if your EpiPen works.
1: The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: You know sometimes life isn't fair. That's just all there is to it. Life isn't fair and I and I do know why I want to keep you alive uh, by the way for the EpiPen story because I mean I was reminded that if you're dead you can't listen. I mean so you're right. You're absolutely right. All right, so uh fascinating story. I don't want to talk about that story. That's too serious. I don't want to talk about that story either. There's so much stuff I want to talk to you about. You know, as I go through the week, you know, we've got the Glenbeck radio program, we've got the Pat and Stew Show and and then and this show. And this is you know, we're doing dailies and we're preparing for this and I've got you know, I've got some stories that I try to find specifically for Pat and Stew, so in my you know, in the stupid Jeffy segment. And then, you know, we've got stories that we do specifically for Glenn Beck. And then I've got stories that I do specifically for this show or or, or or I cross I cross pollinate shows with the same story, uh, the uh, and you know then by today. I don't care. It's been a long week. I've been at all kinds of conference calls and meetings and other meetings and shows and other meetings and by now. I don't care. You want to talk? You know whatever. You want to talk about Venezuela falling apart? Sure, we can talk about Venezuela falling apart. I don't care. You want to talk about the, you know, giving all kinds of power and the Supreme Court, uh, you know, taking power from the legislature so democracy just continues to slip away, which Venezuelan democracy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is funny. Venezuela and democracy. It's funny. Funny, funny, funny. And then, uh, you know, I heard Matt Walsh doing his promo here a little bit ago talking about the girl that got in trouble from her professor for not wanting her to read anything written by a man. There's a story here this morning about a Northern Arizona University student had her grade docked uh, because her professor uh, said, uh, hey, you used the word mankind in your paper. Come on now, we really—that's where we're at. I mean, that's just—it's just stupid. It's just dumb. I mean, I'll grant you, I'm not a professor. Eh, you didn't need to remind us that, Jeff. I know that, but stop it. Okay. Enough is enough. We've used that. We've used that horrible disgusting language for years. And I think we can can live with it for a little bit longer. Then you've got, uh, you know, the horrible, horrific Mike Pence story. What a loser. Right? He will not go out to dinner with another woman unless wife. He didn't even attend events that served alcohol unless his wife was there. Oh, my gosh. And no matter why he does it, so what? Uh, okay, so you say maybe at one time he got drunk and tried to hit on girls or had an affair on girls, and so this is his way to make up To the wife, and the wife for her to keep her reins on him. Okay, good for them. They kept their marriage together. Happy couple. Or, he loves his wife. Wouldn't want the... It's all about optics, right? Wouldn't want the optics of out to dinner with another woman and having drinks. Because you know what that means right in today's world if you get accused of anything accused you're guilty you know that as well as i do i'm just as i am just as guilty as the next person of saying did you read this did you see this guilty and for the most part in my mind i'm thinking they're not really guilty they're accused but out loud they're guilty and when it comes back that they're innocent? Uh huh. Right. Yeah, right. He wasn't at the table drinking, putting his hand up that girl's skirt when his wife wasn't there. Sure, that wasn't him. Okay. So, what is the big freaking deal? I don't, I seriously don't understand it. You try to tell me that. He won't have dinner, a business, just we'll stick we'll strictly with business. Right. The governor of a state wants to promote Mary it has been with him for 100 years. Now, Mary, we can go out to dinner and drink and party and I can grab your ass all night long or we can promote you right here in the office and we don't have to do anything and we can congratulate each other and we can get on with our work. How about that? <laughs> How about that, huh? Or we can go out and party. <laughs> wow, we can celebrate, we can just party, 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 and then you can claim that I tried to grab your ass all night in the party and I'm guilty, no matter what. I don't get it. So, if you, And the other side of that is perhaps they really do love each other as husband and wife and wouldn't want the appearance and don't want to have any kind of experience like that without them being together. <gasps> There's no people like that anymore. So I don't. I mean, it just doesn't doesn't make any sense to me, whatsoever. Now I will say that I rather enjoyed uh, Dana Lash uh, as she gave our man uh, from uh, Star Trek, uh, Mister uh, Mister, A- what's his stupid name? Hold on. No, I've lost the story, and I want to make sure I have everything right for you, so I don't so I don't lose it. Okay, George Decay. Yes, thank you. Oh my god, you got a name right today. You got, wow, thank you, thank you. You got a name right. He points, I, I give him a congratulations. He points to the, another person in the room. No, it wasn't me. No, look at me. I didn't do anything right. Them, <laughs> that person. Them. I know I had the stupid story of Dana giving him a hard time because, of course, George Takei, Mr. Cool, Mr. Gay Guy, Mr. I'm homosexual, and uh, I can, uh, can, you know, say what I want and beat up people all the time. He tweets, Pence won't have dinner alone with a woman who's not his wife. Literally, he won't ever. No woman in her right mind would sit through that. Come on, George. So I will say that Dana slapped him down a little bit nicely, which made me very happy. Uh, If you want Pence to stay out of your relationships, try staying out of his. Amen. Amen. How about that, George? How about that? And see we can, we can get serious. I don't care. You know, do I want to talk about uh, do I want to talk about uh, uh, the story in Texas where they want bestiality to be legal. Do I want to talk about that? You know, I love these stories because Texas state senator wants bestiality to be legal in Texas. No she doesn't. She wants to make a point that it's not, that it's all that is not illegal, so that people can go. Oh, it's not illegal for a cowboy in the middle of nowhere to do a pig. We should make that illegal. That's Farmers should not be able to do their own donkeys. That's just the way it is. But that's all those stories are. Right, I mean, I, they're funny. I like them. You know, like the 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 fine they have the bills uh, for the fines for masturbation, bestiality bills. Those are all, you know, all just so people can say, "Oh my gosh, that's not illegal." You mean that guy I saw outside Kroger in the bushes? That, that he can't be arrested for that? Nope. <laughs> So just keep walking and shut your face okay so I mean we can talk about that I don't care we can talk about Italy wants to offer women paid menstrual leave we can talk about that we can talk about that coming to America soon we can talk about I don't care we can talk about them you know what's gonna happen you know what's gonna happen all this is just a setup so that we're all gonna end up having our we're gonna take all away the states, right? We're gonna take away all your benefits, which, you know, they'll have to figure out a way to, to at least save some of them. But they'll take away all those benefits. You don't have to worry about Obamacare or Trump care or Ryan care, because it's just gonna be government care. And you'll get your monthly stipend from the government and shut up. The doctor's over there. You can go see the doc and wait in line. Get what you need. Go back to your little apartment. Play the Xbox. And hang out. Go to the bar. Have a few drinks. Not too much though because you don't want to be broke at the end of the month. We can talk about all that. My wife sent me a link. Six easy ways men can live longer. And I've, I was touched. Because she cares about me. Right? She's sending me stories to, uh, you know, so that I live longer. Now, one of the ways is get married, which, okay, we, we already are. The other one is have kids. Okay, well, we, we already do. Be responsible. That one's a tough one. But I guess, if, you know, helps me live longer. I can, I can be responsible. The other one is get a dad bod. Who doesn't have a dad bod? You know, <sighs> working out in the gym and all every day. But there's two on the list of the six ways that men can live longer that are, well, I'm all for. The others, I get married, have kids, be responsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a dad bod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have lots of sex. Okay, Uh, we're not quite sure how what lots equals, but I'm willing to figure it out on my own. And the number one way of the six ways that men can live longer is stare at boobs. Now, I'm taking that that that's female, but I'm willing to give it a shot both ways just to live longer is okay.
1: This is the Jeff Fisher show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher show.
2: Hi hey sometimes you have a little faith in people and then they just spoil it for you. So, I'm saying, uh, welcome to the broadcast. Lawrence Jones, uh, standing by to do his show immediately following this broadcast. And then, uh, Mike Slater will step in after Lawrence. And then tomorrow you've got a little David Barton and uh, Bill Handel and Jackie Daly. And then Monday through Friday, of course, Doc Thompson, Glenn Beck, who's filling in. Oh yeah. Michael Pelka and uh Chris Salcedo and the Pat and Stew, and then they run some replay of some of some show before we play Buck Sexton. Who do we run the replay? Oh, that's right, uh, Opelka. And uh, so you know, I mean, he's on the network. Whatever, you get enough of Mike. And uh, I appreciate him pointing out some of the flaws that we have here at the network this morning. It was good work by his part, anyway. Uh, thanks for listening to the Blaze Radio Network. And tell your friends, the Blaze slash radio is the place to be 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And then, of course, you can download all those shows. And it's, of course, always special. You have Jeffy in your pocket. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. So I was sent uh, by uh, one of my Facebook peeps. At uh, Jeff Fisher Radio, uh, which you should go and like that page. Uh, you know, uh, right now is fine. Uh, but a Scott Thomas Lesser sent me a link to interesting, hilarious insults. <laughs> and uh, they were actually, I'm flipping through these uh, insults. And uh, some of them were actually really, really good. Uh, his mother should have thrown away and kept the stork. May West, and of course, you know Groucho Marx—the one that everybody knows Groucho for—I never forget a face. But in your case, I'll make an exception. So on April Fool's Day today, I'm going to send you away with great insults. Some cause happiness wherever they go; others, whenever they go. Oscar Wilde, Kurt Vonnegut Jr. If your brains were dynamite, there wouldn't be enough to blow your hat off. (laughs) Really, Kurt? Yes. That's uh, that's the way it is. That's the way he thinks. Elizabeth Taylor, some of my best leading men have been dogs and horses. Think about that. And I'm told a fun known fact in Texas, speaking of dogs and horses, that uh, bestiality, while legal in the state of Texas, which... I mean, good news for Texans. Uh, it is illegal to film bestiality. Weird. So much for that selfie I had going. Anyway, have a good week. See you later. This Take care. This is the Jeff Fisher
1: Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.